What's up, audience? So, you know your boy Lil Steezy's with a special guest. So, I'm with North Borders. I cannot believe I'm talking to him right now. So, what's up to my podcast? What's up? What, what, what was your podcast name, sorry? It's Lil Steezy. That's my podcast. Lil Steezy. What's up, Lil Steezy? And, uh, and and everyone else that's listening to this. <laughs> um, You want to get the question started or what? Yes, I do. Let's do it. Uh, tell me about your journey. What got you into photography? Um, well, I started out. Um, I started out skateboarding when I was like thirteen, mm-hmm. and um, we had a we had like this hill that we used to go to all the time to skate down. Mm-hmm. And um, when we, you know, we, we had like a crew of us that like it was like longboarding, not like trick skating at that point. It was like more longboarding, so downhill longboarding like free riding and stuff so we just like go around go around melbourne i guess and just find hills just to to bomb down and skate down and stuff and eventually we got to a point where we wanted to start recording that and filming that mm-hmm. so me and like the people that i used to skate with we got we got together and oh, we wow. organized a little camera mm-hmm. that's pretty yeah, sick we, we we organized a little camera and stuff and um at that point you know, we started filming each other. We made a YouTube channel called Joe with Skate, which is still on YouTube at the moment. So you can see like little 13-year-old, 14-year-old Mikey yeah. just making, you know, skateboard videos. And I was like, we used to review skateboards and shit. It's pretty funny. Um, but then I usually just ended up using the camera more than anyone else in the group. So I just, I actually really enjoyed it. Not only like the skateboarding aspect of it, but I enjoyed filming and taking photos and stuff. Mm. And I think that was like the big gateway that led into the rest yeah. of, my photography because um, during winter it was a lot harder to, to skate because it was always raining mm-hmm. and no one really wanted to ride in the rain because it's just it's shit and it's so easy to fall over and it's like uncontrollable and you don't want to ride skateboards in the rain it just sucks and um, and then once that winter passed I think it was like 2014 or whatever like no one really got back together in the summer to skate and everyone sort of started growing up and doing their own thing mm-hmm. so I started I kept I kept the camera and just kept using it and I started um, going around my area. I live in like a wetlands area. Yeah. So I used to go and photograph all the, you know, there's like little waterfalls and rivers and stuff that run near my house. So I just used to photograph all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until like about six or seven months into like me doing that until I actually started going into the city mm-hmm. and taking photos in the city and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where I was like really bored. I was, I was you know, going out and taking photos by myself all the time. I had no friends that did photography um, so I went on Instagram, I started posting my photos there, and I found someone called Seventh Era on oh, Instagram. Hey, Liam. Oh, yeah, him, Liam. Yeah, Liam, and I sent him a message, and at the time, I think I had a couple hundred followers. Mm-hmm. He also had a couple hundred followers at the time. I sent him a message, and we were like, I was like, oh, do you want to meet up and take photos together? Because I like your photos, and he's like, hey, man, I like your photos. Yeah, let's meet up. And we didn't even know that we we actually live ten minutes away from each other. We're the same age, mm-hmm. um, same and age. we have like a lot of the close close friends and stuff. We go to similar schools, and we had heaps in common. And I didn't know anything about him when I messaged him, and he didn't know anything about me because we had like different personas. You know, I was called North Porters, he's called Seventh Era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just really got along, and then I've just been taking photos with him basically ever since, and then just building everything that we built together. 
that's pretty it. good. That like, uh, that's pretty good. Like photography always starts with somewhere. Like, like personally for me, like I, I always I started around your kind of position. So I started like making videos for myself, and taking photos for myself, and it just got from there. I just said, why not just do photography? Why not what like do photography for others and videography for others? And yeah, always start yeah. off with some like somewhere. Like if you do content create creating, you just want to like what do you call it? do photography you just enjoy it you just said i i enjoy it from there why not take it further why not take it to next level yeah i think like a lot of people that want to get into like any sort of profession let's say for example photography because we're talking about it i think like if someone wants to get into photography the reason why i still have a real burning passion for it now is because I always got into photography because I enjoyed it. I wasn't inspired by anyone. I didn't look up to anyone when I started. I didn't I didn't really care what my photos looked like. It wasn't even about really taking the photos. It was just about going out and using my camera and just trying new things, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's where I really find the passion from it and I still have that to this day. When I pick up the camera and I go out and shoot, I can just I feel like I'm in my element and I feel like I'm uh, really in like in the zone or whatever, if you will. Mm. And I think a lot of people, if they want to get into something and they look at someone and they go, oh, okay, I want to do that. I want to start photography because, you know, because Mike does it or Liam does it or Hayden does it or whatever. And then use the, it's great to have inspiration, but I think if you use that and compare yourself to someone else who's been doing it for a long time, um, you feel like that could demotivate you because you're you're not in, on their level, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck because they're comparing themselves to someone else no. with what they're trying to do. No, and like, I think you just need to sit there and have the passion for yourself. Opinion, how people stop photography? I reckon they must have like they they must have doing the same type of photography. If you keep doing the same photography, you're gonna you're gonna get bored of it and. You just—it's just not your interest. It's—it's it's just good to try uh, different type of photography. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Like 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 me, for example. Like I, I actually enjoy more of like sports photography and like automotive. Like more of under that industry because I actually understand the industry. Like cars, like yeah, you have to place it in a good comp- composition of the landscape. Yeah, for sure. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, of course, I understand. Um, next question. You want to get on to the next question? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's, all right. What do photographers need to improve with their work? What do you reckon? You're uh, like, all right, did this make a mic criticism, you guys? But come on, say, immediate North Borders. What, as in like, what do, yeah, like, as in a generalization of all photographers, yeah. what, they, what do they need to work on? Let's say 20 I think going back to... I think just going back to what we just discussed, I think a lot of photographers should stop comparing themselves to other photographers, for one. I feel like there's a lot of beef there for, for no reason. Um, in, in the whole creative industry as well, I think there's just like a lot of just tension for some reason with other photographers doing certain things. But I think photography is an art and it's an expression of yourself. I don't think it should be something that should be compared no. to anyone else's work or, or look down upon if someone wants to try this or do that. I mean, it's just because someone does, a group of people don't like it, there's another group of people that will. Um, which is not even the point that you do it for, you do it because you enjoy it. But if you ever get backlash on something or you feel like other people are judging you, mm-hmm. just fuck them, bro. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah, someone yeah, else's opinion true. is. Like, I think a lot of photographers, um, you know, forget that, that, that it, 
that they should be doing photography for them or whatever your art is you know even if you do any type of art you know you paint you do graphic design you play an instrument i think a lot of people in the creative industry forget that you know they they, that they should be doing it for themselves it's good to like to be honest in my personal opinion it's good to give people criticism but like just don't like just try to like think twice before you give people criticism like for example like i'm gonna admit i could be really sensitive if someone says um, you're doing your editing wrong. Well, why don't you do that? I said, I put, like, I, I, I don't over-edit. You know how some people, like, you see, you look at these other people, why don't you criticise them? They over-edit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I understand. Like, no, criticism is definitely a, a really great part if you're asking for it, if you want criticism. If you don't give a fuck about why you do it and you're just doing it for the fun of it, there's no need... Um, to criticize someone else's work because that person criticizes you. It's like, all right, well, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do, basically? But I think, like, if you're saying, hey, can I get your opinion on this? And someone says, yeah, I think it looks shit. You should have done it this way. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then you ask for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if someone's just coming to your page and going, oh, you're doing it wrong, dude, sit the fuck down. Who the fuck are you to tell someone else it's what like, they should and shouldn't be doing, especially in the creative industry. Like, I'm sure, right? I'm sure when you give your when you get paid jobs with your automotive, um, with your automotive photography, like your car photography, I'm sure you don't. I like. I'm sure you don't edit with blues and all that all the time. I, I do you edit with blues when you give that give to your clients with your car photography? I mean, it, okay, with the whole blue thing, the natural color at night time. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. a blue color is emitted at night. So if I'm taking something at night and there's a blue in the image, they can't really complain about that because that's what was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think the start. I've always been editing with like a uh, a colder tone. Yeah, since I pretty much I'll started photography. Tones. Mm. I'll, I'll like, like I just, mm. but not everything needs to be a cold tone. Like if it's shot at sunset, obviously I'm not going to force the sunset and make it blue. It's going to be orange. <laughs> that's the color that's emitted in the image. I think that's the color palette of what happens. Mm. And if it's an overcast day, you're less likely to get either of the tones. You know what I mean? You're just going to get a bit of a gray yeah. image. And I think I definitely don't edit the same way no. um, that I post my own pictures no. for a client, but I still get pretty, I, I, I won't take a job if I don't have, creative freedom put it that way mm-hmm. yeah fair enough because yeah, like because, because most people like when they edit right they, they, they like to have like the cold turns t- tones like personally for me but my personal reference like i've put this um photo that i took this car shot of the like the, the car made up like recently one of the biggest car made up i put like i put mm. blues and like blues and pinks oh it looks like a like a cyber cut like the cyberpunk um color graded cyberpunk yeah that's sick Cyberpunk is like the most popular one, I reckon, in my personal opinion. And your blue um, preset tone, I reckon. Those two are like mint. Sick. Um, Alright, third question. What resources yeah. that helped you along the way? What resources have helped you along the way? Um, probably a wide-angle lens. Or choosing a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was like when I felt like I couldn't really get any better at photography and I think this is where like a discussion of it's not the gear it's you comes yeah. into play because it is definitely the gear helps a lot yeah but 
to a certain extent. I mean, you can only shoot on a kit lens, an 18 to 55 kit lens, for so long before it becomes boring and you want to try something else. You slap a wide angle or a 35mm prime on or a 50mm prime, you put a different lens on, it changes the way you shoot. Mm-hmm. But you still have to have some certain amount of knowledge to understand how to use the gear. Yeah, um, but yeah. it helps It helps getting more gear and having different toys to play with and stuff, I think, reckon, um, helps progress you. But it doesn't. it isn't the reason why you get better. No, I reckon the reason, I reckon in my personal opinion, I reckon 80% of the photographers, they have the good gear, but I reckon they don't fully understand the understand how to use it. Because most people put like, like they don't realise that's a telephone lens, let's say 40 to 100, um, 40 to 100 a lens, something like that. Some of them don't understand like, if I, I hope you get what I mean, if you don't then that's okay. I reckon 80% of the photographers don't really know how to use, understand the camera. They shoot in one setting. Yeah, well, who knows if there's a percentage for how many photographers don't know how to use their gear. But I think, like, if you're starting out, it's it's good just to just to learn the functionality of your camera. Press all the buttons, zoom in and out, see what it does. Figure it out. Start taking some photos. Mm. And then just and just go from there. And then eventually, once you feel like okay, yeah, I think photography is for me. It's it's turning from more of a hobby into more of an addiction. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to get more into it. Hey, that's when you can look at looking to upgrade uh, to a different lens because the lens is like a set of glasses, you know. Like, and the camera is like your brain. Mm-hmm. Changing your lens changes the way you look at things. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? So that's going to change your photography. What photo would be good? Like looking at, at like your point of eye view and how do you actually like take the photo? Because I reckon, like in my personal opinion, hopefully you agree with this. If you don't, then that's okay. I reckon the only time what that you invest in gear is when you get these clients and when you're really into it. Like give yourself like give yourself another like nine months or something or a year and think about if you're really into it and then start investing more lenses and out of these crazy equipments. If you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just, you, I think just figure it out at your own pace and see what's in your budget first of all. Um, but yeah, choosing the right lens can be a really hard decision sometimes, especially if you're on a tight budget. Like even still on this day, I'm not gonna lie. I don't even have like the best gear. Like I don't even have a computer to edit. I don't even have like all these softwares. I I don't even have like the full paid um Lightroom um app. I I yeah. got the crack version of it. Like still in the day, <laughs> I actually shoot on a nine year old camera, which is uh, which is I got it. Got it's a two thousand eleven Canon camera. <laughs> and still yeah, that's in the right. day, I sh- I don't even have. I'm not even complete with my gear. But like even I. At least I can still get good shots. But you build it over time. Like, it's not like all at once you just made, like, it all magically appears and stuff. Like, I think mm. over time you slowly collect and, and build up a quiver of gear. Mm. Fair enough. I feel your. Feel your. Uh, Alright, you want to go to the next question? Yeah, I, I hope I'm not holding you up too much. What That's alright. How many questions you got? I got like one, two, three, four, five, six. Hope, That's I hope, it. Yeah, that's fine, bro. That's um, it. What do you do apart from your photography stuff? Um, well, well, not right now, but I, I, um, I love going for a drive. Obviously, I love my cars. Oh, yeah. Um, so, 
as you as you probably know, I've got a project car at the moment that I'm working on. I'm just waiting for a lot of the parts. That's right, I got Travis. Modify it. I'm, I am planning on modifying it, um, but a lot of the parts I have ordered for it are held up in customs. Mm. I'm just waiting for a lot of stuff to get here. Mm. But I love cars. You know, I think like I've always loved cars growing up, mm. and um, that's definitely where I see. That's why I bought Travis was just to bring him into the channel a little bit more, just to bring cars. And just like the, that whole side of things into my channel a bit more to show that that side of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I think that's uh, where I want to go a bit more with the future is just like working on cars and building some cool cars and stuff, doing something a little bit different. But yeah, I've always been into cars um, growing up. I used to flip them. I used to work at a car dealership. I used to buy and sell some cars um, as, as a source of income when I wasn't really doing as much photography stuff. Mm. Um so that takes up a lot of my time, but right now, obviously, I can't go for a drive, so I've bought an electric scooter in the meantime. Uh, it just gets me around. Oh, that's yeah. my current daily, mm-hmm. and that's good fun. Um, I wouldn't say, like, I'm a hobbyist electric scooter oh, user, yeah. though. Like, it's mm-hmm. great fun to ride, but I don't really give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see what you mean. I see that, what you mean. I, yeah, other than that, I, I, like, um, I like just relaxing, playing some Xbox. I've had <laughs> Xbox, like... Ever since the 360 came out, in fact, I've still got oh, it. I've still playing games know. on the 360. Oh, since you have an Xbox 360, you're kind of around my age. You're like you're 21. You're like five years older than me. I mean, yeah, you might understand this. That the Xbox used to be like the like the latest. Everyone wants to get it. Like, but like back in the day, everyone get gets it. It used to be cost like seven hundred dollars, but now it's just cost yeah. like fifty dollars now. It's just worth the. Who knows that? It might go up in like 20, 30 years' time and we'll become a collectible. I've still got mine here from 2005. <laughs> still in good condition. Got all my games down here. So, yeah. Um, but I've got my... I've got an Xbox One as well, which I which I just I just basically use it for Modern Warfare. It's the only game I play on it. <laughs> and Halo. That's it. But sometimes, like, I'm not like a... I'm not yeah. crazy into gaming. It's just it's just a bit of fun sometimes. Yeah, just you know, fun, once yeah. I finish all my work... That's yeah, right, it's just, just a bit like, of fun. When you start to play too much video games, you just start to feel, like, really tired and motivated. It's like just seeing... Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely. I think, like... Well, now now it's definitely become a job. I mean, it's become a great job if you're, yeah. if you're good at it yeah. and you can pull an audience from, from gaming. That's great. But if you're not doing that, gaming is a great way to relax, but apart from that, it can be a huge waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next question, you up to, um, I'll answer this fifth question. Yeah, of course. Who do you look up to as an idol? For example, singer, artist, or actor? Um, I really like Ryan Reynolds. I think he's a great actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't don't, don't know if I look up to him. Um, He's in movies. Yeah, yeah. But... If he's in any movie, I'll watch it. If he's in a movie, like, just because it's Ryan Reynolds. Like when he had that gym, he had a gin company. He sold gin mm-hmm. and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I always bought that just because I liked him. I don't know. I just liked the way that he acted in movies. I don't know what was what about him. I'm drawn to, but I think he's just. Uh, I think he's just a cool guy. I don't know. Like if I was gonna meet one celebrity, it'd probably have to be him. Eh? He just really he seems like a cool person, but. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. idols, apart from that, like, someone I look up to, I don't know, I, I take inspiration mm. from everywhere, I think, and there's no, like, one real person I think I can put my finger on saying, oh my god, like, that, that's, 
that's like that's what I want to do. Mm. That's what I want to be or whatever. Because it's like I don't know, I'm pretty happy just doing my own thing at the moment. Fair enough. Your run Reynolds yeah. is on um six underground six underground movie. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Have you watched that yet? It's a pretty yeah, good movie. Like the cinematography and all that. The like, the action yeah. he does. Oh, it was. It's amazing. Yeah, that's it's a mind cool movie. Mind blowing. Um. All right. Next question. Um. Besides from your photography stuff, what do you, what would you do if um photography doesn't exist? <laughs> what? Yeah, I I've thought about this before. Um, but. It'd be crazy, it'd be crazy, man. Like, I I can't envision my life without a camera, for sure. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing. I, but I think if it was going to be anything, I honestly think I'd be working with cars. Uh, I, I, I probably would be... I probably would be buying and selling cars, to be honest. <laughs> if I if I wasn't into photography, I'd be doing something... I don't think I'd be working on them. I don't think I'm skilled enough to become a mechanic. Um, but I, I have sold cars before. I did quite enjoy that. It was like a fun process. Uh, I think that's probably what I would be doing if I wasn't into photography, but Take I don't want to think about that. <laughs> if you were looking at getting into cars and taking courses, um, get a cert for in automotive. That would be like, I know it won't be like extra easy for you to get a job. It will get you a job in fixing tires, like the basic stuff. If you're looking... Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean... I, I, I might actually do that. I know you want. I know your full time job is YouTubing, but have a look into that as well. I mean, apart from I might no, dude. I actually did look into it, looking at some courses for um, auto work and mechanics, just so I can understand it a bit more. Because I look at Travis's engine, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but that's that's why I bought it. Like Travis is my first ever project uh, ever. I've never worked on a car in my life, uh, but that's. This like he's going to be my fuck up or my great creation, and, and uh, that's just the fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you call? It? I'm getting my um learners this year, and what I'm gonna do is yeah, sick. Uh, what I'm gonna do is like because I've asked my mom right if I could modify like her car and stuff so I could drive it around, and my mom said no, keep it original. I said why not? I'm just gonna put those lights underneath and maybe change the exhaust exhaust pad. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, fine then. I might as well just get my own car and modify it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for sure, man. It's good fun um, having a modified car. Speaking of cars, I suggest um for your YouTube channel, have you ever considered doing um a Holden Commodore review about it? Not Colin Commodore, but like a Holden Commodore VOP shot. Have you ever seen doing Holden? Yeah, um... <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not a. Ma- I actually low key am a bit of a Holden fanboy, to be honest. Uh, I do like some of them. Like I, I, I think I like the Holden Monaro. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the only Holden I would own or actually potentially spend money on. Um, <laughs> probably not even to be honest. I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know. I'd have to think about. It. There's a lot of other cars, to be honest. I'd, I'd get before any Holden. Um, but it doesn't mean the GDSR and the W1s aren't sick. I remember working at a car dealership. There was quite a few of those that came in, and they're just an absolute monster of a car, the GDSRs and all that kind of stuff. They're pretty crazy powerful, and the fact that a lot of them are still built with manual transmissions are awesome, like the Malou R8s and stuff like that are definitely pretty tough. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to taking photos of them at all, but 
on a, on cars that I, I I like to shoot cars that I really like. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just me. Like I don't if I shoot too many cars in a row, like I'll get bored of it and I want to do something else. Um, that's why I like take a whole bunch of different photos all the time. But um, I think yeah, I'm attracted to sh- to the cars that I really want to shoot. Mm. That I really oh, I'm, sorry. I'm attracted to uh, to shoot the cars that I really like. I'm attracted to cars. <laughs> anyway. all, right. Um, yeah. all right. Next question. If you're up to answer this, what's the best yep. moment of your photography career? Any best moment? Um, you had a lot. Best moment. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. There's there's a lot. Um. I don't know, like, I think I think something that was really memorable was when I started doing my own uh, freelance jobs, and I, I put out, like, a vision. I think that's, like, have you ever heard of the law of attraction? No. no. It's an interesting concept. I would look into, I would do some research on the law of attraction, but basically, to sum it up quickly, if you think hard enough about your vision and you set yourself up with opportunities and work towards something that could potentially create what you've envisioned um generally if you if you work towards it for long enough you will obtain what whatever you thought about basically and for me when i was starting out with freelance photography when i was about 18 was to work with was to work with porsche like i i fell in love with the cars because i ended up driving some of the car dealership i worked at and then i never really used to like them and then i drove one and i was like holy fuck these cars are amazing Mm -hmm. i want to do some work with porsche i would love to be able to just to shoot some of their cars for them. So I set out, I because I was already working at the dealership, I was like, does anyone know any contacts to Porsche? I got five five contacts um, from people that could potentially, I could potentially work with. Mm-hmm. I sent five emails to all these managers around Melbourne and Australia, and one got back to me. Uh, the, all, four of them, all five of them got back to me. Four of them said, no, we're not looking for anything like that right now. And one of them did get back to me and said, yeah, sure, why don't you come in? Um, for an interview and we'll speak about it spoke to them had an interview I was like I'll do the first job for free just let me photograph one of your cars please and then we'll just see where it goes so they were like yeah okay that sounds good mm-hmm. they didn't know how old, old I was at the time I, I could I could always grow a beard as well so I grew it out a bit it makes me look a bit older mm-hmm. and I went to one of their to one of their functions or whatever it was a Friday night mm-hmm. and I went to one of their functions and they were, they were it was actually the launch of the GD2 RS mm-hmm. I remember that that was the night and so they they looked, they were launching that car, and then I was taking some photos of that event. Mm-hmm. And then at yeah. the end of the event, they were like, "Okay, why don't you take this uh, this Porsche Cayman?" They gave me mm-hmm. a Cayman. They're like, "Why don't you just take mm-hmm. take this home, oh, yeah. take it for the weekend, take take some shots, and bring it back Monday?" And then I couldn't fucking believe this. <laughs> I they're like, "We just need to take down your license, sign here." They gave me the keys, an eighteen year old on red P plates, <laughs> the keys to a Porsche Cayman, one hundred fifty thousand dollar car. And then I drove it home at like midnight, just freaking out because I was like, "What the fuck? I'm literally driving a Porsche right now. I'm driving it home, and I get to drive it around by myself, unsupervised for the weekend." And it was great. And then I met up with my friend Lamont, and we we, we full dressed up. We dressed up. We dressed up in suits. It was great fun. And then we went out for the whole weekend and just photographed this car. Mm. Uh, and that was and that was the beginning of, of working with them. I gave them the photos. They're like, these are great, and then we want to continue working with you. So Ooh. ever since then, I've been able to work with Porsche and mm. drive some of their cars and stuff for videos, which is I'm which is a blessing. You know? I'm, 
I want to talk to my audience right now, whoever's I'm listening to podcasts. Um, what yeah. um North Border's saying, right? I think there's a um the moral of this um podcast. So North Border, so North Borders is saying right about like you know um and explain about like you know he had an opportunity to work with um Porsche. Um, yeah. never ever like you know like snob people or anything because you never know who you're snobbing. You might snob someone who's like a bigger <laughs> company. Or just like you know, you get what I'm saying. Because yeah, don't burn snob. your bridges. Because like, because like, you never know. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> like, like, you never know. Like, you might be working with me in five years' time or something, or maybe in the next three years' time. You like, you never know who you're talking to right That's now. That's right. So that's right. That's why it's just never good to burn your bridges. It's never yeah. worth it. Just, just don't snob too much stuff. If you snob too much stuff, you're gonna what do you call it? Ooh, um, losing the opportunity to work with someone bigger. I hope For sure, and that's why. No, 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 that makes perfect sense, and that's why on my channel I leave out like political stuff, religious stuff, racist stuff, sexist stuff. Like I don't go into any of that shit because mm. I mean, as you know, in twenty twenty, people get offended by the fucking wind. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. and it's so it's so easy to take something out of context now, especially with. Uh, like a text message and stuff, you don't know how someone's written that. You know, it only comes down to how you interpret, uh, uh, you know, written mm-hmm. words and stuff. So I think just um, not being too aggressive with the way that you do things and not being rude to people and stuff mm-hmm. definitely keeps you open for, a, you know, a world of opportunities. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's just people out there, like, that. sometimes they, like, like, you know, like, it's not like... Like a bit stubborn, and they stop too much. Like you right now. Like if if you stopped in five years time, right? I, I was a big name, and you just said, "Oh, I regret. Um, I regret not um giving the opportunity to this um kid right there. He's a big name." You get what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. No, yeah, you're right. It's just it doesn't accomplish <laughs> anything being rude to someone. It is. It's easy to do it as well. You know, like if you if you're driving in traffic or someone says something rude to you or whatever, it's easy to tell someone to fuck off. Yeah. And sometimes the person that, that cops it, maybe they needed to hear that, that maybe they, they might change the way that they do things and stuff. Um, but it's easier to tell someone to, to fight back and become, uh, just get aggressive or whatever. It's harder to, to calm down the situation. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah. In my personal opinion, it's good to say no to some things, but if you say... <clears throat> no too too much let's say for example right like i'll put this on i hope i'm not holding up too much of your time let's say like that's right so, so this guy right <clears throat> sorry <laughs> like, so that's he, right he he wants me to mentor him um with how to how to make a movie and direct a movie just just like a short film like a guy wanted like just a dead kangaroo and stuff like hit a kangaroo by accident and whatnot so <clears throat> I said sure. I said sure. I'm willing to do it and st- stuff. That uh, I-, I had to learn how to say no because because I didn't realize he was taking so much advantage of me because he knows like out of my creations like I do cinematography, photography, and all that. So I'm just like, yeah. So my mom said don't don't like you should charge people if you're doing like you know if you're being if you're teaching a big be, becoming a um cinematography teacher i said oh the, the, like thank goodness my mom stopped me on that day when she heard the phone call said who are you talking to and i was like i'm talking to this um creator 
and then then I talked to the main creator of the um, Facebook page, and he says, um, just don't let people take too much advantage of you. But yeah, you see. Yeah, I think you're very young still, and I remember being in your position. Yeah. I've got taken advantage of to the moon and back, bro. Like, mm. I can give you some advice. Yeah. You will. You're gonna. You're gonna encounter if you stay in this creative industry. You're going to encounter many more people like the person you just described to me. Mm-hmm. And one day, like someone might be a real smooth talker and stuff. You might get yourself into a situation where you wish you didn't. Mm-hmm. But just remember that it is a learning curve. Even let's say, for example, your mum didn't step in. You did this job. You got fucked over by this guy. You wish that you should have charged, you know, your time, whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that in itself is a big learning curve for you. Mm. Now you know the next time you come across someone like that, you know what to do. Like just charging a bit of money. I said I can do this. <clears throat> I could charge you. I can mentor you for like, like I know, I know it's just so stupid to charge, but like I know that it's not always about money when you, what do you call it, today, if you're passionate about your, like, <clears throat> your video. No, you, gotta, you, gotta just, you just say, hey, man, look, I've got to put food on my plate as well. Mm. I usually charge this much. Mm. Um, I'll do I'll do it for this much for you. Does that sound alright? And if they say if they really want your help, they'll be like, yeah, no problem. If they don't, they weren't worth it in the first place. They're going to walk away, and and someone else will come along. Like, to me, but if you I need to learn that you, for I yourself. To hire you, I would I would like pay, pay you like a good amount of money, like because I understand like, because even like I'll put I'll put myself in client shoes. Like you have to, there's a lot of things to consider if you're getting paid jobs, like your hourly rate, how much you're gonna spend on food, which is you just can't be take, you just can't take processed food, you take eating like a frozen rice and whatever you call it, rice workout meal, and whatnot. So there's a lot of things to consider, plus your clients' food, plus yeah. your clients' um, stay, plus your if you're doing I don't know a moody movie photo shoot, but. Yeah, um, you want to get on to the next question? The devil. This was yeah. um, this was off-topic question. <laughs> That's all right. Um, all right. Eight question. What what camera do you recommend if someone's going to purchase one? Um, if you had any budget in the world right now, I would I would recommend this one. It's the Sony A seven three. Just the A. Just the A seven three. That, that is the camera there. you should get. Oh my god, I can't even afford a Sony. Like, I can afford one. Yes, I can afford one. But in my expressions, I cannot afford one. <laughs> I think that, that is the camera to work towards. That is a great camera. I, I think, in my personal opinion, I reckon since it's full fra- frame, I believe it uses up so much of your storage. That's a turn. No, it doesn't. Not, not, not the A7 III. No, it's 24 megapixels. 24. Mm. So each photo is 24 megabytes. Oh, well, I mean, that's not a lot for me because my <laughs> my photography camera is the A7R Mark IV, which is 62 megapixels, which mm. is 62 megabytes per raw file. Mm. So each shoot is 50 gigs. And then on top of that, I film a video on my shoots in 4K, mm-hmm. which is another 50 gigs. So this is my current set. I've got two hard drives back here, one for Mac and one that has a bit of Windows storage on it as well. Why does it have Both a, four terabytes? How come it has a dick pic on there? Why does it have a dick pic on your? Oh, what the hell? Why does it have that? Bro, fucking eggplant gang. Eggplant, eggplant gang, eh? Fucking, fucking <laughs> eggplant gang. And then on here, I've got sixteen mm. terabytes of storage in each. Oh, let me just. What the in hell? In each yeah. one of these, that's sixteen. <laughs> 
16 terabytes there. Whoa, that's a lot. And then 16 terabytes in the bottom one. So that's 32 plus that. That's 42 terabytes, and I've got 500 on here. So, yeah, that's a lot of storage that will last me probably the next couple of years. Mm. Then I'll have to get another one of those big block things and put another 32 terabytes on it. But that's probably future Mike's problem. (laughs) But but that that in itself, all this storage and shit is, is... I mean, the, the hard drives alone, which don't even work, like just to get the actual hard drive here, these are uh, a grand each. That's Ooh. a thousand, that's two thousand. You got to buy the block, that's a thousand, that's mm. three thousand. These are a couple hundred, that's four hundred. So that's, that's three thousand, that's four thousand. I mean, that's a camera and stuff, that's how much the A7R Mark IV is for the body. It's a lot, but you do a job, you do enough jobs and stuff, you pay off that stuff. And then the hard drives will last you a long time. You take uh, care of them. Um. All right. That's good. That's good. Um. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. I like. I thought straight. Like straight off the bat. Like using that camera. Right. It's like you have. I'm um, what do you call it? It's like. It uses up all your storage. It uses up so much of your space on your like on your um laptop and all that. Yeah, I realize mm. it just doesn't really use as much. Yeah. The only problem yeah. I. Th- think i cannot like i can afford it but i cannot i don't i just don't want to buy it is a sigma lens you have to buy like you like two types of sigma lens i reckon the um i think it's the telephone lens and a ma- um, macro lens as the two lenses i think nice yeah sick they, yeah, yeah you have a lot of fun with those lenses for yeah, sure i think it's the 15 by 35 and the other one's 100 by 400 no, that, that, they're, great, they're, they're great lenses for sure. You'll have a lot of fun with those. How much does it cost, to be honest, to get those lenses? I have a look at it, though. Like, what's the actual price? Because I've seen there's different prices online, different type of prices and all that. I mean, if you buy it from eBay or, like, DigiDirect, it usually has good prices. You probably get a couple hundred dollars off mm. what they probably sell for on their website. Sigma lenses already... I work with Sigma a lot, and... Um, I can, I, you know, I've seen the whole back end of how it works. I, we go to the factory quite a lot here in Melbourne, um, or one of their warehouses that they operate out of. Sorry, um, but I know for a fact <clears throat> that Sigma do not make that much margin on their lenses. If a lens is a thousand dollars, it probably costs seven, eight hundred dollars to make, it, or maybe even half, half that to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not make, they're not putting huge markups on their lenses where they money quantity so they they would be selling hundreds and thousands of lenses probably a day if not every second day to make money mm. and that's how their business works where the sony on the other hand sony lens is probably the same quality as a sigma lens slightly better uh and their prices are marked up four times as much as a sigma lens mm. that's fair enough Alright, that's good. Um, okay, that's just—that's something new I learnt today. You're talking about these lenses. It's good to learn new stuff from other people. There you go. It's <laughs> worth getting up today. Um, it's worth getting out of bed then. <laughs> um, ninth question. Alright, this is like the last question. Do you have any advice for someone who wants to start no, photography but they don't know where to start? Yeah, I would just say go out and just give it a shot. Don't compare yourself like we've discussed. Just go out and have fun with it. Find something that you like to do with photography. Try a whole bunch of different things. Try portrait photography. Try car photography. Try nature. Try street. And I think as long as 
you're just in the moment and you're trying to have fun with it, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's like um, so audience. So with North Body Borders right now, he said about like yeah. you know have fun, start somewhere. It's like you always have to start somewhere. Just just don't like sit in your room. It's like and you have your cameras. It's like um, I don't know where to start. What type of photography? I said do something under your interests. Like let's say for be like I I used to what do you call it ride scooters and all that. I used to I used to ride kick yeah. scooters. And just do um, take, just take, of yeah, take photos of that, and then you start somewhere if you enjoy it, and then take photos of different type of stuff until you find your interest. What type of photography you like to do? Like I found my interest. Like I'm more into that, like street um vibey um cyberpunk edit whatever like cold edit tone. That's great. Exactly. You got it, bro. Um, great mindset. Yeah. Anyways, um, to anyways, guys. So um, I want to say thank you for North Borders for you know just giving his time to join my podcast it's 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 really a pleasure for him being like you know me talking to a big name out out, out in the what do you call it, the photography industry um if you're looking for a photographer i suggest um north borders he, uh, he, he specializes more from uh, more of the um the automotive and um automotive and street night street photography but if but I'm sure I'm sure he would do different type. Of, I'm sure he would do photography for you. And yeah, would you do people? Would you do other people's photography? I mean, if they're paying good, <laughs> <laughs> I got gear to pay off, you know. <laughs> Anyways, that's for our podcast. We'll wrap it. Um, wrap it from here. Any any last um, words you want to say or anything in general? Uh, thanks for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope it takes you really far. All right, that's for today's podcast. And um, there'll be new podcasts coming up.